After 6 a.m., good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. In a house so far from home, we're surrounded yet so alone. When I fall, you help me rise in a room full of darkness, 
מסביבי. פרחים ופרפרים, הרים נופים וגם שגיאות על חול זהוב בחוף הים. כי כל אחד מאיתנו צריך ללמוד, להוקיר ולהריך. כל נברא הוא יחיד מושלם, נצטרף עכשיו יחד Oh, yes, I'm 
Yeah. 
Sphere of Format Tuesday. Thanks for joining us, everybody, from our New York City studios today, believe it or not. Yeah, we're in New York. Nice, bright sunshine today. And uh, good to welcome you from around the world. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Mayor Ben Dror with L'Chaim. <laughs> Everything's being turned into an acapella selection, it seems, these days. Doesn't matter how uh, slow or fast or doesn't matter what type of song it is. 
Uh, the Neimas Choir with Michal Kelchaim. You heard uh, Yom Echad done by Yossi Rosenberg and Company. Ari Goldwagen Morabu. Ari Goldwagen Achas. Uvene done by our friends at the Waterbury Yeshiva. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday. Uh, as we uh, continue to um, to plow through the uh, counting of the Omer. Have we hit the halfway point yet? Let's see where we're at. I want to give out accurate information. I just don't remember from last night. <laughs> it's day It's day 24. Yeah, we literally are hitting the halfway point. Day 24 in the counting of the Omer. If you've got the count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. We are um, about uh, just over a week away from Lagba Omer. And getting back to our regular format here at JM in the AM. Uh, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Listener Tikva is tuned in while working from home. And we have a special wish of uh, Rufuash Lema to Hadas Emuna. Hadas Emuna, I hope you have a uh, very speedy recovery. Um... Listener Mensch says, Boker Tov, always entertaining and informative when I'm having trouble sleeping. And uh, Aaron Svi Mayer, Ben Manya Rifka needs a refuah shleima bakarov. Manya, excuse me, Aaron Svi Mayer, Ben Manya Rifka for a refuah shleima. And of course, we thank everybody who keeps those uh, names in mind when we announce them on the air. We're going to be speaking in the 7 o'clock hour with uh, somebody who's running for surrogate judge here in Manhattan. That's not the reason we're in our New York City studio today, but it is pretty funny. Funny, funny coincidence. Uh, and um, that'll happen in the 7 o'clock hour. 8 o'clock hour, a little bit about NCSY and their giving day, which I believe is going on as we speak. We'll get the details and encourage everybody to uh, give. Yesterday, excuse me, yesterday uh, Rabbi Ari Khan was with us. We talked about the um, the fire that uh, unfortunately uh, destroyed his shul in uh, Givadzev. Those of you who are inclined to give and help the rebuild, Rabbi Ari Khan is somebody who has been an uh, important part of this program for many, many years. He's appeared on the show a bunch of times. Um the campaign for the uh, for the synagogue is on the charity website, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y. And I believe the link is in our newsletter that we sent out yesterday. If you need to follow up, if you don't have the link in front of you, you can just write to Avrami, AF at NahumSiegel.com, AF at NahumSiegel.com. He'll make sure to send it to you. More coming up. You're listening to a Sphere of Format Tuesday, and this is JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. Ellie Gerstner and company with um, Shiru Lanu. That's the name of that one. Uh, before that, Rananu from an album entitled Rananu here at J.M. and the A.M. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app, hour number one complete. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Uh, day 24 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Reminder, we have uh, Avrami's live lunch today. Avrami's going to be on between 11 and 1 Eastern time with an acapella live lunch during this middle part of Sphera. To make sure to be tuned in, you can communicate with Avrami by uh, either email, af at nachumsegel.com, or by app. Simply by commenting on the app, so that's easy enough. Make sure to um, be tuned in when he has his two-hour live lunch between 11 and 1 o'clock. We'll do our news from Israel coming up, and then, of course, our Yeshiva League sports update coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. Um... That'll be happening um, at about 7.20 Eastern Time this morning with Elliot Weiselberg and our Yeshiva League sports update here at JM in the AM. I see the Israel Defense Forces are continuing to uh, make arrests throughout uh, the Judea and Samaria area of people who are associated with or have been cooperating with terror attacks. We spoke about this yesterday, the importance of cracking down. And it seems that that's exactly what's going on at the moment. Let's hope it certainly helps secure Israel and protect our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land. That's for sure. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. You want delicious and incredible 
kosher meat products. A&H is where you want to go. Check out the display in all the big kosher supermarkets. And, of course, you'll find them in a, in a host of uh, great supermarkets all across the country. A&H, delicious and incredible. And those of you who uh, love grilling up some great hot dogs, especially as the weather gets warmer, you look for Abel's and Hyman. You look for A&H and all the different varieties of hot dogs, and you'll be glad you did. That, I can reassure you, you'll be glad <laughs> that you discovered the delicious hot dogs produced by A&H, that's for sure. Uh, try A&H today, and we thank them from all of us here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Reminder, every time you go to artsgirl.com and order anything, make sure to use promo code radio. Always use promo code radio at artsgirl.com. Again, artsgirl.com, all the brand new ones, all the classics, whatever it is you're looking for. Always use promo code radio when you uh, check out at artsgirl.com. That's how you get your big discount, and that's how you get your free shipping. Always use promo code radio at artsgirl.com. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Toe from Jam in the AM. גליצל השעה שתיים, שלום רב באולפן מתן לוי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. הקטל בדרכים. פעוט כבן שלוש נהרג בתאונת פגע וברח בלוד. המשטרה פתחה בסריקות לאיתור הרכב הפוגע ובחקירת נסיבות התאונה. ידיעה שמסרה כתבתנו הדס שטייף. ברקע המשך החרם של רע"מ על הקואליציה, מועצת השורא של התנועה האסלאמית בישראל תתכנס בשעה חמש בכפר קאסם. ממלא מקום יושב ראש הקואליציה, חבר הכנסת בועז טופורובסקי, אומר אצל, אצל עידן קבלר בגלי צה"ל, אם יימשך המשבר, יש סכנה ממשית לקואליציה. אתמול, בלי רע"מ, הצלחנו לא רק להציל את האי-אמון, הצלחנו גם להעביר שלושה חוקים עם זאת. המשבר הוא בהחלט חריף. אם לא ייפתר המשבר עם רע"מ, יש סכנה ממשית לקואליציה. הבנות הן לא סביב הר הבית. כל הבעיות של רע"מ עם זה שהן לא רואים תוצאות בשטח, כמו שהן קיוו לחיים האזרחיים של אזרחי ישראל הערבים. וחבר הכנסת אחמד טיבי מהרשימה המשותפת מבהיר בגלי צה"ל אם מחר תעלה הצעת חוק לפיזור הכנסת, נצביע בעדה. מחר יש הצעה של פיזור הכנסת. אם היא תוצבע, הרשימה המשותפת תצביע בעד פיזור הכנסת בקריאה הטרומית מחר. הממשלה הזאת בנושאים הקריטיים של הציבור הערבי היא פרקטית יותר גרועה מהממשלה הגרועה שהייתה לפניה. אירוע חריג בנתב"ג רגע לפני המראה. נוסעי טיסת טורקיש איירליינס קיבלו למכשירים הניידים סרטוני התרסקות מטוסים. עם הפרטים כתבתנו לענייני תעופה עינב קרנר. טיסת טורקיש איירליינס מנתב"ג לטורקיה מתעכבת בשעה זו לאחר ש-166 נוסעים קיבלו לטלפונים הניידים שלהם תמונות של מטוסים מתרסקים. לאחר שדיווחו לצוות המטוס, הקברניט החליט לשוב על עקבותיו וכלל הנוסעים הורדו מהמטוס. כעת רשויות הביטחון בנתב"ג בודקים את הפרטים ומנסים לאתר את האחראי למקרה, שככל הנראה הפיץ את ההודעה בתוכנת איירדרופ. העיתונאי ג'ושע כהן, שזכה אמש בפרס פוליצר על ספרו הנתניהוז, רומן בדיוני המבוסס על משפחת נתניהו, נמצא בארץ לרגל פסטיבל הסופרים הבינלאומי שיתקיים בשבוע הבא. בריאיון מיוחד לכתבתנו טליה בנון צור, הוא סיפר על הרגע בו התבשר על הזכייה. Place in the world uh, to find out the 
best possible news. בדרך כלל להיות רחוק מהבית בזמן כזה דווקא יעניק לי תחושת הגנה או כיסוי מההתעניינות הבלתי פוסקת, אבל באופן לא מודע בחרתי במקום הכי גרוע להיות בו, בזמן שאני מקבל את החדשות הכי טובות שיש. מזג האוויר ירידה בטמפרטורות בעיקר במרכז הארץ ובדרומה, והן תהיינה רגילות לעונה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Oh, 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 oh. 
Tuesday, day 24 in the counting of the Omer from our New York City studios. It is the uh, JM and AM broadcast. My name is Nachum Siegel, and thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Before that, you heard the uh, Dudi College selection. Elon, Elon, here at JM and the AM. We'll do our Yeshiva League sports update coming up, and of course, Rabbi Goldwasser and plenty more uh, happening between now and 9 a.m. We'll also take a look at NCSY Giving Day. That we'll do in the 8 o'clock hour, which is a... Um, Certainly an important cause and one that we'll discuss coming up here at JM in the AM. 
Uh, I remind you that our Lagba Omer special is a week from Thursday. That's when we get back to our regular format, and that'll be a day to make sure to be tuned in. Every day is worth tuning in, but um, we get back to our regular format. Boy, that's really worth tuning in. <laughs> uh, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, the Home Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. And um, every Tuesday at this time, we go to our Yeshiva League sports update. Elliot Weiselberg keeps a very close eye on what's happening in the world of Yeshiva League sports, even when the... Um, very, very popular hockey and basketball seasons are not are not in a session. Still, there are plenty of other sports and lots of uh, different schools and teams that need to be recognized. And uh, that's what he does for us every single Tuesday. So without any further ado, it's Elliot Weiselberg, our Yeshiva League sports update here on a Tuesday at JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. As quickly as the spring season has come, we are on the precipice of it being over for several teams as the indoor sports enter the final week of the regular season. Straight ahead on the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update, Ramaz continues to rise in boys' volleyball and girls' hockey, and Frisch knocks off Heschel on the court and on the diamond to shake up the top of the divisions as we roll down the home stretch. All that and more to come. Good morning. I'm Elliot Weisselberg. Ramaz and North Shore appear on a collision course at the top of the Boys Volleyball League as both stayed undefeated this past week. The Rams improved to 7-0 following a five-set win over SAR last night, coming back from dropping the first two sets and needing extras to survive the third set 27-25 before taking the last two sets, leaving them a game against Frisch away from an undefeated season. For the Stars, it was the three-set win over YDE that helped them improve to 6-0. North Shore will meet up with Hafter tomorrow night and then have to meet up with SAR to finish out the season. The Ramaz girls are showing out as well as we head down the home stretch in girls hockey. The Rams took two wins on the week, knocking off Maya Note 2-1 and blanking Central 4-0 last night. That, combined with Frisch's dominating 4-0 win over Heschel last night, puts Ramaz in the driver's seat for the top spot in the West with only a matchup with Kushner next Monday remaining. A win will guarantee the Rams the top seed in the Western Conference heading into the postseason. In boys' softball, TABC dropped from the ranks of the undefeated Thursday night, first losing to MTA 8-3, and then winding up in a 6-6 tie with Maor. The unfortunate night dropped their record to 4-1-1 and put them percentage points behind SAR in the West. The results also opened the door for Hillel, who find themselves within range of the top spot as the season rolls to a conclusion. In baseball, Frisch had themselves quite the week, taking out two of the top teams in the league. Thursday night saw the Cougars knock off previously undefeated MTA 3-1. Last night, it was a masterful one-hitter from Jack Ruditsky over the East-leading Heschel Heat 3-0 to propel them to a 5-0 record, the last remaining undefeated team in the league. The Cougars will play three more games, but have clearly staked their claim as the favorite for the league crown. As the season continues, you can get all the latest information from and be sure to follow Yeshiva League Pass on Instagram. And that was your Tuesday morning JM the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weisselberg.
here at JMNAM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Don't forget, Avrami is hosting a live, live lunch coming up between 11 and 1. That's right, 11 a.m. Eastern Time until 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Avrami hosts the live lunch on Tuesday. So keep that in mind. Also, JM Rewind today, right after JM and the AM, is going to pay careful attention to some of the conversations we had on Yomatsmud. If you missed our Yomatsmud special on Thursday, stay tuned after JM and the AM. JM Rewind will feature some of those interviews some of the conversations that we had with Ishai Fleischer and with Rabbi Benji Kramer uh, coming up in the um, 9 o'clock hour this morning. All right, so keep that in mind uh, for JM Rewind uh, right after JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Mender Shalkut Shmoni tells us that when B'nai Israel accepted the Torah, the nations of the world were upset and they objected. They couldn't understand why B'nai Israel were willing to accept the Torah. Hashem silenced them and said, Bring me your Sefer Yichus. Bring me the documentation attesting to your lineage. The Zerashim should ask the question, Why did Hashem have to silence them? Really, their argument was pointless for the simple reason that they had not wanted to accept the Torah themselves when Hashem came to them. How could they be jealous of a situation in which they were not interested? And if their argument was not justified, what purpose would be served by asking them for their Sefer Yichus? The fundamental error of the nations of the world is that they could not understand how B'nai Yisrael could succeed in coming close to Hashem and saying Nasev Nishma, they themselves were unable to do so because of the difficult challenge of fulfilling the mitzvahs. They then attributed B'nai Israel's acceptance of the Torah to arrogance. The Umasolam, the nations of the world, considered B'nai Israel inferior. They looked upon them with disdain. As we learn in Amos, how will Yaakov survive? For he is small. The nations of the world suggested that in fact B'nai Israel were not accepting the Torah, believed Shalem, wholeheartedly, but rather for their own honor, because they wanted to raise their status in the world. As a result, Hashem silenced the Umos Olam with the request for their records of their lineage, and it would indicate the reverse. In fact, Esav sold his birthright to Yaakov, making Yaakov the great one, and Esav lesser. Their argument that B'nai Israel was seeking to achieve greatness by saying Nasa Nishma was improper because B'nai Israel was already great. All they had to do was to be willing to say Nasa Nishma. None of the other nations were willing to make that commitment. We in B'nai Israel are fortunate because each and every day we make the commitment over and over again when we say Kriya Shema, Kriya Shema in the morning, Kriya Shema in the evening, and Shema before we go to sleep. In this Rus, that Klau Yisrael says Kriya Shema and accepts the divine yoke of the mitzvos, may we all be protected. For many good and healthy years to come. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik.
Have a nice day. Yeah.
That's actually from the Friedman family here at JM and the AM. From their Zadie's Miros acapella album here on a uh, Tuesday morning broadcast at JM and the AM. Day 24 in the counting of the Omer. If you got the count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Again, it's day number 24 in the counting of the Omer. And... Um, uh, the Waterbury Yeshiva before that with Aleinu in a Sphira format Tuesday here at JM in the AM. Well, for those of you in New York City, specifically Manhattan, I am going to uh, call your attention to the fact that right now, scheduled for June the 28th, is a uh, primary day here in New York City. And um, uh, one of the people who's going to be on the ballot that day is uh, Judge Hillary Gingold. Uh, Judge Gingold, who has spent time as a... Uh, as a um, uh, a member of the uh, court in both the criminal court and the civil court of the city of New York, is running for surrogate judge on the 28th of June and joins us live via telephone on a Tuesday morning broadcast. Judge Gingold, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. I have to ask you, as somebody who served in the criminal court of the city of New York uh, in Kings County, um, I, I need your comment about what's happening in our city right now, uh, how judges are and are not uh, handling situations um, uh, when it comes to criminal activity and uh, making sure that those who are perpetrating criminal activity are dealt with properly. What is your comment about what's happening in 2022 now in New York City? Well, I really... Two things. One, I don't have a comment on my colleagues and what they're doing because as a judge, we're really not permitted to have, uh, to have a public comment on ongoing matters in criminal court or in any other court, including my own. Um, however, I think my colleagues are doing the best that they can and uh, I, they do it with uh, dignity and with always keeping in mind due process. And even if it seems confusing to the public, and before I became a judge, I definitely probably had my own concerns about how things were being done. But when you're on this side of the bench and you know how hard the job is, I respect my colleagues and the job they do every day. I haven't been in criminal court in two years. Right. So for me, it's, it's a different process completely. Uh, I read in your bio you had an interesting experience during COVID, or maybe it was toward the end of the heavy part of COVID. What happened exactly in your court um, where you were given specific responsibilities to try to deal with a backlog of cases that happened during the COVID epidemic? So when, when COVID happened in criminal court, uh, that's back to criminal court, uh, there was a timeline for how cases get prosecuted. And uh, from reduced felonies and throughout, you know, all different types of misdemeanors. And those cases were languishing because uh, people, we were arraigning, but we couldn't, the parts were closed for all intents and purposes. And there was a backlog very quickly in criminal court of over 
4,500 cases. Wow. And in criminal court, it's up until ne- up until that time, almost a parochial experience in the sense that the DA and the public defenders really, uh, they do their negotiating outside of the court and then they present, the DA presents to the court. This is how we want to resolve this, this matter. This backlog caused people who, kids who are applying to college, going back to school, if they had an incident um, prior to going, you know, or during the summer, right. they couldn't go forward. You can't get student loans. You can't get a job. You can't um, continue working. You can't return to work if you have a confidential employment situation. And then you have uh, people who are victims, storekeepers who were robbed and or, or had petty theft, uh, restitution, matters like that. Those cases were open. Um, and in order to ensure due process, I was asked to... Uh, it really was a very uh, a pilot program. It was a pine- we were pioneers. It was myself and another civil elected civil court judge. Uh, I handled approximately twenty three thousand uh, twenty three hundred cases uh, to a full resolution. Whether the, the, the weren't the charges weren't sufficient, so they were dismissed, or uh, those cases were resolved with a plea, restitution, uh, counseling, uh, uh, help for drug and alcohol counseling. So I'm actually very proud of that because that gave resolution to thousands of people and both uh, people who have suffered from crime and people who are alleged to have been charged with a crime. So for those who think that, uh, that, that the courts can only operate at a snail's pace, you actually proved otherwise. I worked seven days a week. It was, uh, I, I have to give a lot of credit also to my court attorney who uh, worked with me, and we worked very well getting the DA's office, uh, the supervising DA there, as well as public defenders, private attorneys, and 18B, uh, which are court-appointed attorneys, to come to the table and work out all of these cases. It was no, it was something never done before, and it is unique for what we did and in the time frame that we did it. And how we did it, and so it was. It was a uh, for me. COVID. I've, I don't think I've ever worked so hard <laughs> as I did when I was in during COVID. Plus, I was doing arraignments, uh, working until four in the morning. Remember, no masks. People weren't going back to any holding pen. So, if you didn't finish the arraignment at one in the morning, and it was a young person or an elderly person, they'd be sitting on the floor without a mask, without PPE equipment, maybe not really being fed even when you know that they most likely would go home right after arraignments. So I was working till three, four o'clock in the morning straight and then coming back and doing this project until we, we completed it. And then when we completed it was actually the timing that I went to civil court. What an interesting uh, experience to say the least. Did you enjoy, mm-hmm. did you, en- yes. did you enjoy uh, one over the other criminal court is a, uh, I don't know, is there more action or, or is it more fascinating? Than I like c- civil court. I like civil court. I like the stories that we deal with every day. It's, it's true life. It's uh, I like to say it's, pe- it's the people's court. Um, and I like giving people an understanding of what they have to do next. And I feel very productive. I felt productive in criminal court, but for a different matter, this is more along the lines of, uh, you know, real life, 
for ninety five percent of us. Judge Hillary, I, I enjoy civil court. Judge Hillary Gingold is with us. All right, speaking yes. speaking of the future, the next step. Explain what a surrogate judge is and uh, how the campaign is going so far. So, surrogate's court is an interesting court for those of you who have. Uh, luckily, not loved, lost a loved one. You wouldn't know what surrogate's court is until, for most people, it's when a family member passes and you need to figure out how do I, how do I transfer that apartment into my name? How do I, uh, if your parent dies, how do I disperse their assets? How do I gather their assets? Um, so you go to surrogate's court. There might be a will, there may not be a will. If there isn't a will, well, Surrogate's court will help you figure that out, too, whether it's getting uh, letters of testamentary so you can conduct the affairs of your uh, deceased parent or uh, spouse. If you want to do an adoption, you want uh, sometimes, especially in intrafamily adoptions, grandchildren, grandparents adopt their grandchildren, aunts and uncles adopt nieces and nephews. You don't have to have a, uh, if you go to family court, you usually need an agency to come in to examine the home and see if it's safe. But if it's an intrafamily adoption, you can go to uh, fa- you can go to surrogate's court in- and have that adoption handled there as well. Surrogacy. Um, those of you who watch the news know medical technology has gotten to the point where if a couple can't carry a baby, but they have someone else who can carry that baby, Surrogacy is now legal in New York, and it wasn't for a long time. It is now legal. You would go to surrogate's court to ensure that the baby is uh, delivered to the, to the parents who uh, made that arrangement and to uphold the agreement between all the parties. That would happen in surrogate's, in surrogate's court. And if you have an intellectually challenged adult in your family or a child who has inherited money and they need a guardian for that money or guardian to take care of them for the rest of their lives, you would go to surrogate's court for those appointments. Those Boy, talk about real, talk about real life cases. As you mentioned earlier with civil court, these are real life cases that I deal with. Yes. Yeah. These are and you deal with surrogate's court every day when you're in civil court or Supreme court, right. because invariably what happens if you are a litigant and you pass away, what happens right. to that case? Uh, Judge Hillary Gingold. Dead people. Yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Judge Hillary Gingold is with us. All right. So, what do people need to know? June the 28th is the primary. This is only for residents of Manhattan. Who's it for? It's the island of Manhattan. Anybody who lives in New York City, the, the on the island, from Washington Heights to Battery Park City, it's, uh, all the way down <laughs> to the Lower East Side, all the way down from the, to the, Lower the northern side. reaches of Manhattan. And all the way up to Inwood as well. Uh, and that's happening on yes. the 28th of June. And, uh, yes. and, and uh, the people need to look for your name on the ballot. And is this a, um, this is, how, do, how do they decide? Are, are all the surrogate positions elected positions in New York? I know some judges are appointed. All, and some... surrog- all surrogates are elected. All surrogates are elected. There are two surrogates in New York County. One individual surrogate, one of those surrogates is retiring. She's aging out. So she's by statute she's retiring at the end of this year, and so that how this that is how this seat is um, available. Available. How is the campaign going? Campaign is going well. Uh, I have the seat, the support of the uh, Democrat Manhattan Democrats and many local Democratic clubs, if not all. 
Um, but most importantly, I'm going into the communities and I'm introducing myself and I'm talking to people and I'm listening to what people are saying. Uh, what do they need? What, what are the needs? To me, it's very important that everyone understands the surrogate works for the people and we're here to help you. And that when you come to surrogate's court, it shouldn't be something that is confusing, frustrating. You have enough on your plate. You've lost somebody close. You're, you're, it's a place that people don't go to court because they're happy. They right. go to court because they're in trouble. And if you go to surrogate's court, you should be able to have the right direction to resolve your case to get those letters of administration or letters of testamentary or get a guardian appointed for a loved one. You should be able to go there and be able to figure out what you need to do and how to get it done. We're there to serve. And that's the message that I hope I am conveying to people. Judge, I'm there to do that job. Judge Hillary Gingold, everybody, if you're a Manhattan resident, anywhere from the top to the bottom of the island, you make sure uh, to look for her name June the 28th on primary day running for surrogate court judge. I thank you very, very much for joining us and wish you a lot of good luck with the campaign. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. 100%. Good luck. And June 28th, everybody, Judge Hillary Gingold is is running, and that's for surrogate judge here in Manhattan. Uh, Make sure to uh, look for her name on the ballot. More coming up. You're listening to a Tuesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM as we continue in our Sphera format. Um... More coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll talk about NCSY Giving Day and plenty more at JM in the AM.
JM and the AM. Ekra is done by AKA Pella. Wrapping up hour number two here on a Tuesday, day 24 in the county of the Omer. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program heard on listener sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network. And of course, on the beloved NSN app from our New York City studios this morning. Don't forget, uh, Rami hosts a live lunch 11 until 1, 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Rami will be hosting a live lunch. Uh, acapella style join him you can communicate with him on the app excuse me or you can uh, just email af at nachomsegel.com af that's avrami af at nachomsegel.com for your requests and to communicate during the live launch that's coming up between 11 and 1 later on this morning uh, here at the nachomsegel network meanwhile another hour to go of jm in the am here's ari goldwag Oh, 
Of Yosef's dreams, and you were born to royalty. 
selection which we'll get back to here at jm in the am before that yoni z with crown acapella style that's right a lot of the uh, great selections get uh, translated into acapella style during this time of year as many of you know ari goldwag had both new day and moshe uh, before that one here at JM in the AM. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman with incredibly delicious meat products that you will find on display in your supermarket. 
delicious hot dogs. We're getting into grilling season, and those of you out there who want a uh, complete variety of uh, great hot dogs to grill up as the weather gets better and as more outdoor dining takes place, you know, traditional outdoor dining, not the not, not what we were used to during the uh, height of the pandemic, uh, then check out A&H. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. And a big thank you to our friends at Abels and Hyman for being a great sponsor of ours here at the Nahum Siegel Network. I remind you that Rummy hosts a live lunch today, 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. It'll be a cappella style live lunch. You can be in touch with him via the app or, of course, via email. Um, AF at NahumSiegel.com AF at NahumSiegel.com Feel free to comment on the app Go to the NSN NahumSiegel Network app for Android and iPhone And comment away Well our friends at NCSY Have a couple of big days coming up To say the least Two days to give That's two days to give We're referring to May 10th and May 11th It's NCSY Giving Day 2022 With a goal of $3 million And a lot of great NCSY regions and chapters being supported Rabbi Gideon Black is with us live via telephone He serves as CEO of New York NCSY Rabbi Black, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM Thank you so much, Nachum Great to be with you this morning I appreciate that, and I noticed that the uh, fundraising effort has already kicked off, has already begun. It seems that some of your chapters and regions around the country and around the world are already uh, in full swing in terms of NCSY Giving Day. 100%. We sent out emails before Shabbos and on Sunday just to launch and announce the campaign, and you know, people click a link and, and want to get given. There's a tremendous sense of goodwill in the community for the service that NCSY is doing for kids, for teens, for so many communities. So thank God we've already um, had some good momentum uh, going into the kickoff this morning at 10 a.m. and throughout hopefully today and tomorrow just want to really ride that wave and uh, God willing hit our goal um, for the entire NCSY of raising $3 million. Yeah, the uh, campaign actually begins uh, just about uh, 90 minutes from now, everybody. But believe it or not, NCSY is already way over 40% of their goal. They're just over $1.3 million of the $3 million. And we're asking everybody to join the over 2,700 people who have already donated uh, to join the uh, the people who are going to be uh, donating over the next couple of days. The NCSY Day of Giving 2022 and support the great work of NCSY. And as you'll see, uh, there are so many different regions, chapters, around the world, around the country that are being supported uh, through this effort. Um, Rabbi Black, uh, first of all, tell us about New York NCSY. You know, we wonder, especially in light of the uh, recent times and the difficulties uh, over the last couple of years of getting people together in order to do programming, Shabbatonim, etc. What is the status right now of New York NCSY? Yeah, um, the status is that the New York NCSY is growing. Um, teens are looking for opportunities to be engaged. The teenage population has t- took an especially hard hit um, yeah. during during the pandemic. Um, the the socialization, the community building, just hanging out with friends, big shabbaton, and those type of things, obviously, were really difficult. Um, during the pandemic, and for so many of us, who, during our teenage years, we had those experiences without thinking too much about it. We took those opportunities for granted. Um, teens uh, who've, who've been in there, you know, people who have been 15, 16, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old over the last couple of years over the pandemic are um, missed out on, on some of those opportunities. So, look, on the one hand, NCSY did an amazing job pivoting and providing 
content online and building communities in a smaller way, in a more customized way, where in a safe, socially distant way, outdoors, in parks, and um, smaller Shabbaton and those kind of things. But we're also seeing an energy roaring back where people, thank God, want to be um, together and um, and. As things stand, it, it seems, thank God, safe to do so. Um, so we're, uh, we're we're happy to see that momentum and to be, be together uh, in person again. So in New York, for instance, uh, under your leadership, are, are, are the traditional Shabbatonim back, and are they back on a, on a robust schedule the way we remember from years ago? So yes and no. They are, we're doing Shabbatonim. Um, this coming Shabbos NTSY is, is uh, running a big summer training Shabbaton, for example, and we've had some amazing Shabbatons this year. Um, we had one upstate at Mount Laurel in the Poconos, and we had um, one in Tarrytown, the 4G Shabbaton, which is our all-girls division, which was incredible, and a huge crowd of girls from 33 different day schools across um, across the tri-state area. And at the same time, we're seeing that maybe there's been a shift and that teens actually want to hang out more in their own communities or with their own friends in a more, more sort of boutique way. You know, the, the big hotel Shabbatonim of the past are still important at, at sort of peak moments of the year, but um, we're seeing interest in having, instead of a Shabbaton for 200 people in a, in a hotel, um, you know, getting 30 teams together from a specific chapter and, and renting out an Airbnb and having a leadership training shalaton for that, etc. So, so I, I think culturally things have, have shifted as well in terms of how teams today want to um, want to spend time with one another. There may not be the same magnetic pull that I want to, oh, I've grown up in Long Island, I really want to hang out with people from, from you know, Bergen County or, or vice versa that, there isn't necessarily that same social drive to to get together um, for for people from all different neighborhoods. I think we a lot of teams get their fix of that over the summer. And NTSY provide running over twenty twenty one amazing summer programs this year. We're sending um, twenty seven hundred kids uh, to Israel this summer from across the United States, which is remarkable um, and. Kudos to to David Cutler and the New York Sum, the NTSY summer team for uh, steering that in an incredible, incredible way. More than any other, more teams going to Israel for, through NTSY than any other Jewish organization. Um, so we feel blessed to be able to make that happen. Um, so, but on a local level, on a regional level within New York, we're seeing, um, on the one hand, a, an interest and a passion for community events for big scale things, but at the same time, maybe, maybe culturally, um, the way teams want to gather has, has shifted a little bit more, more designed for specific groups. And, and we want to be current and respect, um, respect the trends. Well, with that in mind, uh, you, you would need the local chapters and regions to be even stronger and more self-sufficient than in the old days, because you're relying more on, on again, as you just described, on there being uh, more localized and more boutique events uh, compared to larger ones. That would be, I assume, the responsibility of the larger organization. With that in mind, the NCSY Day of Giving uh, today and tomorrow uh, is even more important uh, than it's ever been, because every one of the... Um, 
uh, different regions and and uh, groups that are being supported through the day of giving really need to have uh, their own strong backbone of support wouldn't you say a thousand percent um number one that's why we've in new york and that's why that's where we've actually divided our staff think we have a great staff of 26 different um team members and and we're splitting up sort of color war style into different groups and we have call centers tonight in in brooklyn in the five towns and great neck and in, in Plainview, out in the middle of Long Island, and in Manhattan, so that each, and Westchester, so that each chapter has its own sort of call center, um, staffed by teens and, and, and um, advisors and volunteers who are part of that community. So we want to sort of lean into that um, chapter-specific programming and chapter-specific pride each each um, group will have their own swag and merch and and. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if uh, if our listeners uh, receive a phone call or two or uh, possibly receive one or more emails regarding the day of giving, they should not, a giving day rather, uh, they should not be surprised because there's going to be a lot of people reaching out and trying to get as many people involved as possible. Yeah, we'll, we'll try not to duplicate our efforts. At a scale like where we're at, um, that's inevitable. So we... We apologize in advance, but we really are just excited to engage as many members of the community as possible. You know, the as much as our programming is, is top, top of the industry and incredible stuff, at the same time, you know, costs are high and there's um, a need, we feel, a deep-seated need to, in, to not turn any kid away. Any family who wants their their team to be in a growth-oriented environment. Whether we're talking about Yeshiva Day School kids who are, you know, who are well looked after by the school and the shul sort of community, but are looking for growth and opportunities for ruach outside of shul and school, or the work that we do with public school teams, kids who do not have the benefit of a Jewish education, and we want to engage them and introduce them to Israel and introduce them to amazing growth opportunities um, for themselves. Like this, this can't just be based on who can. Um, who can afford it and who can easily write write a, the, the check and pay um, the costs of, of summer programs and gap year programs and, and the Shabbatonim that we run. And so we're really, um, we want to make access to, to what NCSY offers available for everyone. And so a large proportion of the funds that we're raising is for scholarships and to ensure that every no teen is turned away, that every family has an opportunity um, to gift their, their team with a with growth opportunities for their own Yiddishkeit through NCSY. The official website is upreaching.com slash NCSY, upreaching.com slash NCSY. But again, if you're in this audience, chances are you'll see emails, you'll see uh, websites that are going around, and you'll certainly, or web addresses, I should say, and you'll certainly, uh, you, you may be the uh, recipient of a phone call later on for NCSY giving dates today and tomorrow, two days to give to help them reach the $3 million goal. It supports, as you'll see on the site, a whole host of great regions and chapters in NCSY, really internationally, including New York NCSY, Rabbi Gideon Black is the leader uh, and we encourage everybody to give and to give as generously as possible and i know that we've made this point during this conversation rabbi black but i'm just going to say it a little differently uh, these days there are so many programs and so many formal uh, structured programs uh that uh, that uh, appeal to teens uh of all backgrounds 
um, and 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 frankly, some of them, uh, you know, uh, parents out there would prefer if their teens would not pursue. Let's put it that way. Um, to have a strong, structured program like NCSY, which is attractive to teenagers, is now more important than ever. Uh, we always make the point that uh, that as opposed to years ago, downtime is extremely dangerous uh, for for teens, uh, both within and without the community. And the and 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 uh, the point that you made that you don't want to turn anybody down scholarship wise uh, reiterates that that you understand the danger of somebody who's in the wrong program or somebody who's not in any program. So with NCSY, why a program we can all be proud of let's make sure to keep it as strong as possible so that those teens are in the right place and heading in the right direction uh, i know that what i'm saying might a thousand sound, percent yeah it might sound vague to certain people but i think you know exactly what i'm talking about yeah a hundred percent look the, the this is an, a, a generation of, of teens with tremendous talent tremendous creativity and passion and interest in in growth at the same time we're seeing a pandemic of loneliness and of mental health issues. And, you know, for, for kids who are being raised on platforms like Snapchat and TikTok and, and um, other social media, it's, it's, it's hard. It's just harder to be a teen today than it was five years ago, 15 years ago, and certainly 50 years ago. Yeah. And so we want to just be in that space where we can energize and inspire these kids and, and, it's the responsibility of the entire Jewish community. If we care about the Jewish future, then we have to care about NTSY. And we're just tremendously grateful for anyone and everyone who steps up over the next 48 hours um, to ensure that we can really inspire the Jewish future in a meaningful and rich and exciting way. Well said. Uh, everybody out there, it's upreaching.com slash NCSY. Give now, even though it doesn't officially start till 10 a.m. Eastern time. Plenty of people have already given, and uh, uh, it is Giving Day 2022 for NCSY. Two days to help them raise $3 million. Uh, you'll certainly get some phone calls and some emails. Respond accordingly and make sure NCSY is as strong as ever on this Giving Day. Rabbi Gideon Black is CEO of New York NCSY. Thanks so much for joining us this morning, and good luck to you and the entire organization on this effort. Thanks so much, Nachum. We'll need it, and we always appreciate your support and partnership in all we do. My pleasure. Big believer in what you do. More coming up. It is a uh, Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM, day 24 in the counting of the Omer. Today is day number 24. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. More coming up at JM in the AM. שנולדתי אני פה מחפש את השביל שלי בעולם מטפס על ההר להגיע אל על ובאמצע נופל ונשבר אז אללה תשכח אני הבן שלך ועכשיו קורא לך תאיר את דרכי
מנסה בכל יום להגיע קרוב, שום דבר לא יעצור את הלב. גם בים כישלונות לא מפסיק לקוות, ולמרות הכל אותך לא עוזב. אז אל תשכח, אני הבן שלך. תאיר את דרכי, תשמור אותי בלילות, בימים. תאיר את דרכי, עזור לי לא להיכנע שצריך סיבה לקום, להתגבר מול כל העולם. רק אתה שתאיר לי בדרכים, ותמיד אתה שם. תאיר את דרכי.
Me. <laughs> 
As we sit around the campfire at this time of the year, let's reflect on the 12,000 peers of Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva and remember how careful we have to be with this cloud.
mozzarella to him tell me then you like the Akiva
I should say. Vyahafta done by uh, Miami. You heard Mendy Werdiger in there with Hinnany, Muchan and Muzuman. Uh, ten minutes to go here on a, uh, what is today? Tuesday, day 24 in the counting of the Omer. Forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. Avrami's live lunch, 11 until 1. JM Rewind coming up next with some of the Yomats Mood programming that we had. Some of those great interviews and plenty more. You keep it here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network.
Tati, my king, uh, acapella version here at JMNAM to wrap up a Tuesday. It's day 24 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Don't forget our Rummy's live lunch at 11 until 1. That'll be acapella style. If you don't receive our daily thread or our weekly newsletter, you can just write to our Rummy and he'll make sure to put you on the list. It's um, AF at NahumSiegel.com. AF, AF at AF of Rummy Finkelstein. AF at NahumSiegel.com. Uh, for further information, or just to uh, submit your name to be on that list. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, at AlchemSigl.com, on the AlchemSigl Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Tuesday here at JM in the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Plenty coming up, including JM Rewind with some of our Yom Atzmut Rewind conversations. Uh, the one we had with um, Yishai Fleischer and the one we had with our Benji Kramer. It's all coming up next on JM Rewind. Live lunch with Avrami starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Make sure to join him. You could uh, communicate with him on the app or at uh, or through the email address. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.